Well, let's begin this episode with some really bold statements. A local church does not find its end in itself. Hmm. The purpose of a local church is to be filtered through the kingdom of God, which means what the local church does, what Christianity should be about, and how it should be filtered includes a universal application of Christianity around the world. Which brings us to this episode. How about us trying to find the odd, unique, yet probably God-ordained journey of the connection of South Africa to Wilson, North Carolina? Which is why I need to introduce you to our guest for this podcast, Ethan. And Ethan, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name, so please, Ethan, uh, introduce your, yourself with your full name. Uh, I'm Ethan Cookamore. It is great to be here. Yeah, can you, can you do that one more time? Ethan Cookamore. Right. So I, all I heard in my, um, in my southern USA mind is you said cook, cook more. That's what I heard. More food. Cook a more. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so I'll throw that article in there. Yes, that, uh, yes. In there. Got to put the uh. Um, so Ethan is, well, we're going to get to know you a little bit, Ethan, and then okay. we're going to journey through some conversation about uh, Christianity in the States and your experience outside the States. You, you'll have a, uh, maybe some interesting viewpoints on a few topics, um, and that will be good for us. Um, so, Ethan, let's get to know you a little bit. And before I ask you some questions about yourself, let, let me just state this one word of uh, hesitation, really. I think that's the right word, Ethan. You and I were talking about this before. A mm. uh, little hesitation of this podcast. We do want to talk about Christianity in the States and here at Raleigh Road Baptist Church. And we want to talk about Christianity from your context in South Africa. But we don't want to do this episode with a, you know, here's what Riley Road does, and here's what your experience and past has been, and we don't want to con- contrast the two. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't want to have a uh, a here versus there mm-hmm. situation. We are gaining some insight because we believe God has purposefully brought you here for such a season as now. And so we want to gain some insight from you for growth and understanding, uh, maybe even some encouragement mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Okay. That being said, Ethan, who are you? <laughs> uh, as I said my name earlier, uh, I'm Ethan Cookamore. I am the son of Mark Cookamore. It's my father. Um, and my mother's name is Audrey. Uh, my sister's name is Tabitha. Uh, we were, my sister and I were born and raised as well as my parents in South Africa. Uh, that is my mother, Peter Maritzburg, and my dad, Hillcrest, which is where we live right now, actually. Um, okay, Ethan, help us out. Uh, first of all, don't adjust your sound settings. Ethan has an <laughs> accent. Uh, you may be thinking I have the accent, but no, he has the much better You definitely accent. have the accent. <laughs> to me, you do. Yeah. <laughs> This is my. This is the East Tennessee accent. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan, help us out just so we understand uh, South Africa a little bit. South Africa would be the 
the country, mm-hmm. and then there are non provinces. Yep, there's not states, mm-hmm. provinces. Provinces. You live uh, where your parents are now, where your yes. family is now, where you li- where you live when you're home, if you uh-huh. will, is which one? KwaZulu Natal, otherwise known as KZN. 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 Ah. We just pronounce the alphabet differently as well. Y- yes. <laughs> that, not a wrong or a right way. It's just differently, right? <laughs> just differently. Okay. All right. So I'm not going to attempt to pronounce multiple words. That sounds good. Okay. And then, then within that province, there would be uh, townships. Yeah. Cities, as we mm-hmm. would call in, in some context. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much the same as here besides the state and provincial name on it you know yeah so like the areas all that stuff the cities rural townships all that stuff is the same yeah um geography of where you grew up lived mountain region desert mountain beach uh forests we have Uh it's very contrast like it's very different uh in certain areas for me at home like the beach is four hours away from where our berg, the mountain range is. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not incredibly far between the two. Where I stay, it's relatively flat, but it's a bit more hilly than it is here. Okay. And um, weather-wise, so you're on the, you're on the south part of Africa. What, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what's it referred to as? The, the, the horn? The, help, so, help me so out? yeah, South Africa is kind of like the, call it the rhino head of oh. Africa itself. Oh. So if you take a look at like geographically on the map, what South Africa looks like, it looks like a rhino's head with a horn right at the top, AKA the horn of Africa. That's where the nickname comes from. Oh, very cool. <laughs> hey, how about weather that, that far South? I mean, we tend to, I, I know I tend to think of Africa as being more of a desert like mm-hmm. situation, but you, you've got some um, mountainous ranges, some pretty high peaks actually. Yeah. What about weather? Do you have four seasons there? Do you have six seasons or two seasons? Or <laughs> Very clearly four seasons. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not so bipolar as it is here. Um, mm. The weather is slightly more moderated just because of like our east coast. We have the, the warm east coast uh, effect from the ocean. So it's a lot more controlled, just moderated weather-wise. But it tends to be a bit more humid than it is here. Okay. Interesting. Uh, so you mentioned uh, we got a little bit of information about where you're from mm-hmm. and your family, who's all there currently. Yes. Um, what about... What, let, let's ask a little bit about your journey. First of all, how about your journey t- um, into Christianity, a journey okay. to Christ, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about your, your local church setting um, that you grew up in. Okay, cool. Um, so I was brought up in, in church by my mother and my father, um, who have been devout Christians as well, pretty much all their lives. Um, and my dad mentioned to me just the other day, actually, that uh, at five was the age that I looked at him and said, could we pray the prayer that gives my heart to Jesus? <laughs> so, so that for me was, was a moment I actually don't remember as, as a five-year-old, but has always stuck with me because that's when I knew that uh, I would be God's child. Um, and since then, I've grown up in the church, just being involved in the church and, 
and just kind of had the influence of a Christian bring up in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandparents as well have been very encouraging in that walk uh, as they are Christians themselves. And it's been fairly difficult just because of like the influence of, you know, school and other people. But I'd say my family has been the sole reason how I've been able to be brought up and basically gifted with everything that I have. Yeah. Um, I can purely thank Jesus and my family for, I can thank Jesus for my family and I can thank my family for leading me to him. Yeah. How is Christianity viewed in South Africa? Is it, is it tolerated? Is it frowned upon? Is there a good way to answer that question? Uh, um, I'd say it's tolerated, definitely. Um, I'd say pretty similarly to here. Um, but there are people who, as is the people always, who will challenge your thoughts and thinking. Um, so I've always had some interesting conversations with even just my friends at school who will challenge the way that I am or the way that I think just because I am identifying as a Christian and Mm -hmm. as God's child. So, but I guess that comes with being a Christian and giving your life to God. Yeah. What about uh, church experience or involvement? You, before moving to the States, you were heavily involved Mm -hmm. in your local church. You said uh, Christ Church. Yes. So Christ Church Waterfall is my church's name. Uh, We are more Anglican. Um, and for me, I've, with this church that I've been with, Christchurch Waterfall, I've been since the seventh grade. Um, and my dad's been involved with like the technology side of things and just kind of running the services smoothly. Um, my mom in the church choir, along with myself and my sister. And also, oh, you can in, sing. <laughs> we're not going to cover that one just yet, but, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Uh, in the, I knew you were going to say that too. <laughs> ah. And, um, in the children's ministry, I, my sister and I helped with the youth uh-huh. and that is the kids youth and the teenage youth. And then my mom generally worked with my sister during the Sunday school. So mm-hmm. cool. All right. I know this can be a very long answer. So the best way to summarize your answer from this question. Mm. How in the world did you get here? Uh, simply, I would say swimming, okay. uh, scholarship. And, and you're not talking about you swam from South Africa. Oh, no, I did. Oh, yeah, just came on over. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no flight. Yeah, no I, left, I left my passport and everything at home, too. Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. Um, I... I've been swimming since I was two years old because I was like, I had asthma at two and the doctors were like, get in the pool. So I was like, cool. Uh, Jumped in and by 12, I didn't have asthma anymore. Uh, But by then I was so hooked on swimming that my parents were like, just carry on. So I was like, cool. So I swam all the way through high school uh, with scholarship in high school as well. Um, And by the time I'd finished, I was convinced that I was going to America. Um... And I gave it a couple months, which is generally with the process of scholarship and getting offers from American colleges. 
Um, you just give it a couple months and then they approach you with a decent offer. But by that time, I didn't have any decent offers. So, so this is something I have to explain with regards to schooling. In the Southern Hemisphere, uh, we finish school when it's our summer. And because the seasons are flipped from mm -hmm. Northern to Southern Hemisphere, we finish school in December, whereas here it's in May. Right. So I finished school in December while I was still waiting on this offer and waited two months up until February, but I didn't have any offers. And my dad looked at me and said, I think you need to start getting your life on the road. Like you need to start getting somewhere. So I was like, okay, sure. Um, Long story short, I ended up in America for a completely different reason. I was in Illinois for summer camp. Um, and then while I was busy sorting all that paperwork out, I had an offer from Barton College uh, who said, would you like to come through? Here is an offer of a pretty hefty sum scholarship. So I looked at my dad and I was like, I mean, what do you think? And he was like, just go for it. Like, this is the most random timing, but it's so perfect. So while I was in Illinois, I was working out that paperwork. And then I got back and got my student visa sorted. And three weeks later, I was here. That was August 17th of last year. Wow. So you are a freshman. You're about to finish up your freshman year at Barton. Yes. Majoring in what? Business administration, uh, minoring in honors research. Okay, so here's a really personal question, but mm -hmm. we have to ask this swimmer. Okay. My uh, my wife grew up swimming, so I've got a little bit of insight to the world. <laughs> I've been to some swim meets. It's yes. a different world than how I grew up with mm -hmm. sports. But do you shave your legs? Will I be judged if I say yes? I think... You would be judged <laughs> from both the swimmers and the non-swimmers uh, in this one. Well, as long as everyone promises not to look at my legs every time they see me, <laughs> totally. I will say yes. That's exactly why <laughs> I asked. Everybody, look at Ethan's legs next time you're at church. Uh, no, I haven't shaved in a while. I only really shave for the meets. Like yeah, the, the actual races. season. Yes. Yep. And we're on all season, so my legs are hairy, so don't look. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's something you and I have joked around in the past, mm -hmm. so had to bring that up. Mm -hmm. Hey, let, let, let's journey into um, you getting to Raleigh Road in just a few minutes. So I, I do want yeah. to make that really specific conversation mm -hmm. about Raleigh Road and you being here, some details there. But, uh, you know, th I, I want to have this conversation first about Christianity that is greater than maybe a lot of our listeners experience. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, Ethan, I, th I think you were here just a, a, in a recent sermon where I had an application within the sermon uh, in, in the form of a question where I asked, can your Christianity be universal? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in a sermon, you only have so much time to explain things. Um, I, by no means was I neglecting a contextualized Christianity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you have to meet people where they are. You've got to yeah. take in consideration who the people are. And, and, and so there is a little bit of shaping and forming around the people. Definitely. But there's also just biblical principles that should be able to fit anywhere around the world mm -hmm. with any culture, and that is biblical. 
So that that's what I want to talk about, that, that biblical versus the cultural Christianity aspect. Mm-hmm. And your experience from a South African, uh, really, you know, eight, what, 18 years-ish? Yeah. yeah. To now in North Carolina and Illinois, uh, maybe a year? Yeah. yeah. So with your experiences, your, your journey... Um, so let's talk some differences and some similarities that you have personally experienced. Okay. Differences, let's think broadly first, from South Africa to the States, differences within Christianity. So let, let me narrow that down just a bit. Denominations. Are there the same denominations in South Africa as you have found here in the States? More? Um, I'd say that they are the same denominations, but I would say just because, as you mentioned before the podcast, we're in the Bible Belt, so there are a lot more like prevalent denominations showing in this area. So I have seen it a lot more strongly in this area than at home, mm. but the same denominations are there most definitely. And uh, Christchurch Waterfall is Anglican. Yes. But you also had a local Baptist church that mm-hmm. you did some uh, yes. ministries with. Yeah, I attended Baptist youth for a number of years with a couple of my best friends who went to a completely different denominational church as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they went to Methodist. So both Methodist and Anglican going to a Baptist youth, I think we tended to work in a lot of unison between the three churches. Yeah. So local churches that cross denominational lines do tend to work together on a fairly regular basis? With the youth, I would say most definitely. Um, There have been some opportunities kind of where they'll have like an inter-church cricket it's like the sport there a cricket game where you just kind of whack a ball with a bat and then run up and down and try to get as many runs as possible yeah Um, i would think rugby would be the sport of choice uh, yeah i would definitely love church members tackling each other and you know in the the states church softball leagues were big (laughs) i I think church rugby leagues would be amazing that would be pretty insane I'm not going to lie. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, so we would do stuff like that more socially, um, but I wouldn't say that we are incredibly big on the teaching of it. Like we wouldn't have all three churches in one place listening to the same thing mm-hmm. um, besides with the youth. So that would be the teenagers and the younger children. What about um, belief systems, doctrine? Uh, in the States, there's a... I think it's probably best described as there, there's a there's a growing dissension of different denominations kind of leaning with some different belief systems. Mm-hmm. They're they're changing their historical orthodoxy positions, and we've we've kind of had to say if we're going to be biblical, we we really need to separate ourselves. Yes. Do you see that occurring within the denominations? Uh, most definitely, uh, especially in my own church, I would say one of the things that we have been faced with over the past, past maybe three years has been the idea of the church accepting the LGBTQ community. Okay. Um, so as Anglican and I guess just Christian belief, as it says in the Bible, that 
God did not make a man for a man nor a woman for a woman. Um, so from our belief and orthodox belief, we have decided that as a church, we do not support that in the church, but that does not mean that we treat those people any differently. So we are accepting mm-hmm. of them, but just not so much of their choice. So would you say that some of the hot topics that are in the state currently or recently that Christianity is being faced with, is, are, are they similar to hot topics Christianity is being faced with in South Africa? You mentioned sexual revolution things. Yes. Um, you know, are, are there are there those type issues occurring there? Like we're we're not in a bubble here. This is mm. this is going on in other places around the world. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think politically, not so much, um, but definitely controversial topics are are brought against and challenged against the church. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what about local churches? Uh, you've experienced Raleigh Road now for several months, mm-hmm. and obviously you've experienced multiple local churches for different ministry settings um, back home. What about local church differences? What, what are some just some really some main things that are just different between if I were to attend a local church in South Africa versus Raleigh Road here? Um, differences, I mean, obviously there's the language difference. Obviously, if you yourself had to go to South Africa and walk into my church, for example, we'd be able to tell you're American immediately. Um, probably. You you wouldn't be able to understand a lot of the slang that we use, even during the sermons. Um, I guess that's something I had to learn being here as well, is just kind of what you meant by this word and that word. That's just part of the culturalization. Um... Other than that, we the, the differences aren't too intense. Uh, we do have a couple differences with regards to like uh, Anglican versus the Baptists, just uh, call them rituals, mm-hmm. so such as communion and uh, baptism. Mm-hmm. So communion, there isn't much of a difference. Um, I guess the only difference there is is that to accommodate for the elderly in the church, we would just walk through the church and kind of offer up the uh, the, the bread and the, the drink to them uh, instead of everyone going up and to receive their own. Um, and in the baptism, we are, we generally do that very differently. We mm-hmm. are not submerged. So we mm-hmm. just have the pastor who will dip his hand in some water and it's just some normal water, nothing special about the water. It's not boiled or anything crazy. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of, we have a, a cross drawn on our heads, and that is generally part of our confirmation ceremony at the church, which is around about 16 years of age. Yeah. And that's not a foreign practice in the States. A lot of times that's, um, that, that's used with olive oil. Mm-hmm and more of a healing service as far as the symbolism of the oil. Um, But it's baptism after belief. Yes, definitely. Um, We do have instances of baptism of infants, um, especially in the Anglican Church. Mm -hmm. Um, But myself, I was not baptized, neither was my sister as an infant. Mm -hmm. 
just because my dad and my my mom for that matter both decided that it not be something that is imposed on us but rather something that we decide when we come of age um so that was something both my sister and i decided was to be confirmed at 16 yeah yeah um what about facilities so you know in the states there was a, a what's what's been titled now a church growth movement mm-hmm. where there was just this massive ministry effort to bring in as big as a crowd as possible and so you had to have the facilities mm-hmm. um and so like I started out the episode that the local church doesn't have an end in and of itself it's about the kingdom it really came with a mindset of we're going to do what we need to do for the sake of us, this mm-hmm. this church, not God's kingdom. Yeah. Okay, that's the state's most recent experience mm-hmm. that led to a lot of facility conversations. Yeah. What about South Africa's? Um, so something to consider just between like direct comparison physically mm-hmm. of Raleigh Road Baptist and Christchurch Waterfall is the fact that our church is a lot smaller. Um, And the generic size of a church in South Africa tends to be smaller than this uh, church here. So we seat around about 200 people um, in a a service. And sometimes to accommodate for more people who we would invite um, through friends or just other connections would be to have multiple services a day. So it would mm-hmm. tend to be two, and then sometimes we would have afternoon services uh, on a Sunday. Um, but I guess just to accommodate for more people um, and just to encourage more people to come would be to where our church is situated. It's kind of off a main road that is used for the mall that we have just down the road. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's pretty good situating to stick up a sign that would challenge someone's day-to-day thinking and, you know, kind of challenge them on what it is they believe, especially in a time during Easter even, you Mm -hmm. know, um, which is a time when more people tend to come to church because they feel the need to go to church to be holy or whatever their motive be. Um, it is then that we generally tend to challenge them and then we make it known that we have a double service mm-hmm. just to accommodate for the influx of people. And we do have like growth areas. So we'll grow like, for example, the parking lot on our premises. Um, but we also as a church have involvement involvement with uh, township community churches who are kind of the after effects of segregation in South Africa have resulted in townships where they'll have a lot of the churches there who actually end up feeding the community who do go to the church because they cannot provide for themselves. So us as Christchurch Waterfall have a lot of involvement when it comes to going into those communities, uh, spending a Sunday with them after our own church service and worshiping with them, praising with them, having the uh, the service and after that then going and spending time with the kids and after all of this providing them with food bedding all that sort of thing mm-hmm. um and just kind of expanding our connections with the community churches regardless of their denomination mm-hmm. um we just feel the need is our church 
uh, Christchurch waterfall that we need to expand God's love to areas that need it more than others. Yeah. So that is one of the ways that we do expand and accustom for. Well, okay. So what about some similarities? Um, our, at Raleigh Roads, our worship service compared to, you know, what you, what you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Similar? Um, yes and no. The songs most definitely. Um, so a lot of them I haven't heard, but there have been the number where I will just like get emotional over because I haven't heard them in such a long time. And I'll be like, I used to sing this with my mom all the time in church. Yeah. Um, so the singing most definitely is the same. The Just because it's a bigger church, I guess, it's uh, a lot more lively here than it is on that side. Mm-hmm. But um, we do always have a strong worship band up front. I mean, I am the one singing, so no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to prove that. Uh, no, yeah. no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> not anyway. Um, yeah, no, we, we tend to have people up front who enjoy what they do and just worshiping God um, and with the people of the community as well. So um, the worship services, most definitely. The, the length of the service and kind of how the service goes is pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, what is being taught is identical. Mm-hmm. It is word-based teaching, um, and it is of Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it is no it is no preaching outside of what is based on that word. And our church body has a very dependable and accountable community that will challenge our pastor if anything that he does preach does by any chance sound contradictory to a word-based preaching. Yeah. And, and Ethan, be honest, if, if you had to say something negative about, about, about the preaching at Rother Road, I mean, we're in a room together. It's just mm-hmm. me and you. Would, would you say that? Um, I mean, I would. Oh, but awesome. <laughs> um, I find that, like at home, um, my pastor, his name is Mark, um, is very, very good at stepping on people's toes. And I can draw that similarity with you. Um, because I think we all know that Tyler is very good at stepping on people's toes, especially when it comes to the word of God. Um, so yeah, I guess that is a similarity as well. Well, and let's not miss the fact that Ethan, you said earlier, you don't mind your toes being stepped on. Not you you need it, but then you also added another statement after that. I think you like to step on people's toes as well. Yes. So you can appreciate the receiving as well as the giving. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, wh- what about ministries offered? You know, we've got uh, kids ministry, student ministry. Mm-hmm. You, you made reference to you even serving in those areas. Yes. It, it, we've got Sunday school. I mean, you said you had Sunday school. We've got life groups, which mm-hmm. is a very similar context. That's with the young adults or the adults. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also do have, we call them life groups, growth groups. Okay. Um, we have those generally like a Bible study on a Tuesday or Wednesday evening, just depending on, on who leads. And then I guess uh, we do have, I'd say, two or three elders, but um, just because it's Anglican, it's not too much emphasis on that. Yeah. Um, we tend to have a lot of the men 
from the community who either are involved in some way, like my father is a growth group leader. He'll run with the Bible study or whatever. Um, we tend to have a lot of men like my father who will, who are willing to step up and just kind of preach in the the word of God and just for the community in the church, just to create more personal uh, relationships so that mm-hmm. it's allowing for people to be accountable to each other and for each other. Yeah. Hmm. Um, missions. Mm-hmm. Or do you, do you, do we have the same terminology? It is the same. Yes. Okay. So how is missions conducted? So from my, call it eight months that I've been here, the difference between how I've perceived missions to be on this side okay. and at home. Oh, this is good. Is that... Uh, uh, we want to hear your perception. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, on this side, there tend to be more of a uh, community going out on a short-term mission. Okay. Um, so you mentioned you went to the church in Honduras. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you went out there and it was for how many days? Yeah, we had a team there for about a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, and I guess this is just where the comparison of not only church, but uh, opportunity within money and wealth comes into play. In the third world country of South Africa, we can't exactly provide for missions ourselves as like the church so for us our short-term mission would possibly be to go visit that church in the township that we go and we provide things for but that's as you know short-term as it gets like we don't really have the capabilities to go out to a completely different place as you have for that duration of a week um and do that kind of missioning Um, whereas the missioning that we do have in our church is completely decided by a family on their lonesome. So just one family will decide that they will not encouraged by anyone particularly. So it's their own decision. Mm -hmm. will decide that they will go to a completely different country, um, and mission words, God's word in that situation. So we have, a number of, of those families that we do actually sponsor. So we do have, obviously, things that we will get to them, whether it be food, bibles, money, and stuff like that. So we do kind of sponsor them in that area, but it's not... It's kind of harder for us just because of the lack of money um, to be able to provide as much as we would like to. Yeah. Definitely. So, so because of that economic reality mm-hmm. you know the the focus of mission work is is much more local by definitely and definitely and then the still the similarities are you're you're all about the local church locally mm-hmm. you're all about the local church even in different countries so church planting yes is a reality yes supporting pastors or church planters is mm-hmm. a reality mm-hmm. sending missionaries in supporting missionaries is a reality. Yes. Um, but like what we would call short-term mission trips mm-hmm. is not as much of a norm. No, no, not okay. really. Okay. It's, it's just difficult for us to, Interesting. to get like that. But, but that, that's, that's good. I mean, it's good for us to see and, and know 
the, the principles are still at play, but how mm-hmm. they actually flesh themselves out. Through the context. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so earlier I mentioned uh, your journey to Raleigh Road specifically. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to hang out there for a minute. So okay. Ethan, I want to talk about you and this church. Okay. Um, how, 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 how do you even get here on that first Sunday? So just with the connection of, of college, um, I was working with the international teacher at Barton, um, who basically got me here in the right time. She had to work with a bit of my student visa movement just to make sure that I did get here for the start of the year. And uh, at the time, my sister was with me. And uh, so we had Tabitha, my sister, staying with Jacqueline Fisher, who is the, the Barton teacher. Um, and she said that she would love to bring us here. So she dropped us off, um, and we were welcomed by um, a, a number of people, which to me kind of fascinated me, just because there's there's so many more people. We are, I wouldn't say challenged, but we struggle a bit at home with welcoming. Here it's very, very like predominant. It's the first thing you see, which is what I love about Raleigh Road Baptist. And one of the reasons why I felt so at home immediately is that it's not a fake welcome. It's like a actually how was your day kind of thing mm-hmm. um which is 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 so welcoming and it's just comforting for my sister having left me behind after visiting for two weeks yeah. knowing that i was in a good family family church but uh within 15 minutes of uh uh meeting you tyler and seeing how much you love to step on people's toes um as well as the the amazing church community um yeah. with regards to just welcoming and accepting a complete stranger who they've never seen before. Um, and on top of that, the worship team and just the the real worship atmosphere that you felt by it, just to know that I was where God needed me to be, mm-hmm. that put me at peace to be here. So, w- Was it that first Sunday or was it the second Sunday? First Sunday. It, it, and the, the tears came? Who told you that? <laughs> they did, they did. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty pretty emotional just being in a new place, but uh, the tears did come. Yeah, and, and you you've really been back practically every Sunday. I've tried to be. Um, yeah. Obviously, some some meets have gotten away, but every Sunday, yeah. Yeah, and and what is it that that has kept you coming back? So. What, why be committed? So at home, I had my family, and here I don't, simply put. Um, it is literally just me. Um, and from next year, I think my sister will be joining us, which I'm, I'm very excited for. But I had to realize that in myself, the relationship that I have with God was no longer incredibly influenced by my parents anymore because Mm. I'm alone and I'm in a completely different country as much as my parents could send me a message and say go to church it's gonna be my decision to get up in the morning and get myself like a lift to church so after being here the first Sunday and knowing how at home I felt and just 
realizing that this whole travel amounted to getting myself to here and that is where God intended for me to be, mm-hmm. that has stuck me with this is where God needs me to be, so I will be because I am his child. Yeah. Um, so that's generally what has been my motivation for staying and coming back. Yeah. You, you make mention about being alone mm-hmm. and just, just learning what it means to be dependent on God. Well, a part of that dependency on God is, you know, plugging into a local church. Yes. What, 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 what are those benefits for that local church involvement during the college season? You know, we, we've, got, we've got students who have or are about to graduate, and mm-hmm. they're going to go to college. They've, yeah. they've got plans. Um, they're going to leave Wilson. They're going to leave Raleigh Road. <coughs> we've got college students in your setting that are going to come to Wilson mm-hmm. and the possibility of them being here at Raleigh Road. Yeah. Why a local church? What, 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 why is that a practically a needed reality? Um, first thing that comes to mind and just like blankly put is consistency. So considering how God has, has been evident in all of our lives and especially mine with just getting me to America the way that he did, um, I can for sure say that when I doubted that something would pla- plan out and pan out, that God was consistent in my life. Mm. Um, and so for me, I've tried to, as much as I'm not perfect and uh, it is so hard to do, uh, I've tried to be consistent in putting myself in situations where I can be in and learning about God like in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, as, as someone who's alone and in college, that consistency tends to keep you grounded in your everyday like troubles and mm-hmm. trials because you will be tested. It's college. It's a completely different year for you if you're just starting or if you're like in your last year, senior year, like you're going to be facing troubles no matter what year you are in college or outside of for that yeah. matter. But that consistency that a church family provided by God as well as God provides for you through those people, it's... It's that that's kept me going, yeah. and I know that for a fact. I would have collapsed a while ago if it weren't for this family and uh, a certain few people in our life group stepping on my toes a couple hundred times. Foster. Shout out to Foster there. Um, I- Ethan, uh, Christ Church... Um, Waterfall. Waterfall. Mm-hmm. They practice church membership. Yes, they do. Uh, we at Rather Road have been going through, before you got here, a, a journey of uh, church membership. Mm-hmm. Um, we updated our church covenant. You know, we're, we're, we're clarifying the commitment to the local church. Yes. And it's been good. It's been healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, would you, in your college years because this is a big conversation we've had with parents and college mm-hmm. students. Would you consider while you're here, would you consider membership to a local church while you're here? Um, 
I have thought about it. Um, I definitely have. And I think with things being so up in the air, I just haven't really decided to act on it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But just going back to what I answered just now regarding consistency, I think if you aren't being like if you aren't willing to be a member of a church, then you're just giving yourself more reason to slip and fall away from it. Mm. Um, as much as like you shouldn't be, you, you, your reasons for being a member should be pure. Mm-hmm. It's important that as well, if you aren't surrounding yourself by those people by uh, a weekly choice and wanting to serve those people as a member, then you can expect yourself to backslide yeah. in your walk. And, if you're not going forward, if you're standing still, there's basically nothing you're learning. You're not standing still. You're moving back. Yeah. Um, so for me, I have thought about it um, and I would like to at some point, but life has been crazy and I know that sounds like the normal excuse. So, um, and I hate to be that that kind of thing, but I guess I just haven't investigated it enough yeah where i should have yeah um and being a member for me has something is something that i have missed so yes in my college years in the need for something consistent and that consistency needing to be from god Mm -hmm. being a member of a church in the area in which you're studying i think is incredibly important yeah and you made mention earlier about seeing you know your parents have been involved Mm-hmm. in a local church for years. Yes. You and your sister have been involved in serving and volunteering. And, yes. And, and, and to be in those type of roles here would require some membership status mm-hmm. in, in the very specific areas. Um, so, I mean, especially since you can serve with students and kids and since you can sing on the worship team. And no. There's all of these. Is, is anybody out there listening to that? <laughs> Ethan's uh, prime. Uh. Um but um, yeah, we just wanted to have. The, I just wanted to ask you that because we've had that conversation with with a lot of parents, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a thought process that, quite honestly, when I left home and went to college, granted, I, I drove thirty miles up the road mm-hmm. to University of Tennessee, but um, there wasn't a thought about church membership. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a thought about local church involvement as serious as what I've come to believe on it today yeah Yeah. um so good good areas of just confronting the things that sometimes we don't think Mm -hmm. all that deeply about yeah uh ethan anything else did did i not ask the right question somewhere is there anything else in your mind that you would based on our our episode here uh nothing specific not really asked for um but i will plea and ask if uh we could pray for my church back at home um, because as much as they are growing, um, there is so much more that we can do and influence our church with. Um, and it's been amazing to be a part of them for so many years, uh, being a part of the church. But I just pray that um, we find ways that we can share God in our everyday lives, but even just as like a church as a whole. Um, so if you would just pray for Christchurch Waterfall in Waterfall, Durban, South Africa, Gazulu Natal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Now, now you're just showing off. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let, let, let me state just a few words there because, you know, this podcast is for uh, the, the church members at Raleigh Road mm-hmm. and, and anybody interested in Raleigh Road as far as just getting to know a little bit about us. And so the fact that we're getting, know, getting to know a little bit about you, mm-hmm. I think that's important for us to pray for other local churches. And you, oh, yes. you are allowed to introduce us to another local church that we would never have probably mm-hmm. been introduced to. Yeah. So we want to pray for uh, Christ Church Waterfall. So church members, I'm asking you, once you get done listening to this episode, take a few minutes. Uh, say by name uh, the local church, Christ Church Waterfall, Pastor Mark. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Mark. Yes. Yeah. And pray for him and just his his pulpit ministry, the, the biblical community, the, uh, the power of the gospel and evangelism in that community. Mm-hmm. I mean, just allow them to serve and love well. Yeah. Yeah. Pray, pray for, uh, pray for them. And and I want to uh, ask you, church members, if you pray for Ethan. Um, he he said he didn't want to make an excuse earlier about life being <laughs> crazy, um, but what he is uh, not mentioning is he's got a lot of things going on within his immediate family. So uh, pray for uh, Ethan. Pray for Ethan's family. Uh, pray for Ethan's mom specifically and some medical journeys that she is having. Mm-hmm. And so we want to lift up uh, Ethan and his uh, immediate family a lot. Uh, so church members, I'm asking you to do that. So his local church back home as well as his immediate family. Well, Ethan, thank you for being on this episode. I hope it was not too nerve-rattling for you. Nope. Nope. You had that fun? Was pretty fun, yeah. So, church members, next time you see Ethan, um, there's a few ground rules here. He probably <laughs> will be wearing pants rather than shorts for months to come because he's not going to want you to know uh. if his legs are shaved or not. He will um, no longer speak on request just for you to listen to the accent because there's a whole episode now that you can always um, resource and have his accent speaking to you. And um, Ethan will be the young college student with beautiful hair on Sunday mornings that you need to go meet and introduce yourself to. I, I did just forget the other comparison between the local church at home and uh, here. Yes. Uh, our pastor back at home is not so obsessed and OCD about his hair. Yeah. So uh, just a little fire shot back at you. Is he bald? No. Okay, all right, this is no. fair. I just wanted to make sure we have yeah. apples to apples there. No, he has hair, don't worry. Okay, all it's right. It's just not so, like, perfectly gelled. So that was a that was an underhanded comment. Maybe. Okay, at least that's <laughs> how I'll take it. Uh, Ethan, thanks for being here. Um, those who are listening to the episode, thank you for tuning in. This is Pastor Tyler. This is Ethan with a last name I'm not going to attempt <laughs> to pronounce, but you can cook more. Um, just think of it that way. And we are officially signing off from the pastoral study at Raleigh Road Baptist Church.